Welcome to the Arlington Street Church podcast. Founded in 1729, Arlington Street continues today as a gathering place for progressive people of faith in the greater Boston area and beyond. We are located at the corner of Arlington and Boylston Streets, across from the Public Garden in Boston, Massachusetts. Please visit ASCBoston.org for more information about this historic Unitarian Universalist congregation. Arlington Street Church, gathered in love and service for justice and peace. Come darkness, come light, come new star shining bright, come love to this world tonight. Alleluia. Come broken, come whole, come wounded in your soul, come any way that you know. Alleluia. Come doubting, come sure, come fearful to this door. Come, see what love is for. Alleluia. Come darkness, come light. That singer-songwriter Mary Chapin Carpenter lifting up not just the light, but the darkness. I hear I am not alone in my whinging over how dark it is these days. Today, just nine hours and seven minutes of daylight. And then slowly but surely, we lose four more minutes, dark and getting darker, until it's the darkest of dark on December 20th. Sarah Williams concludes her poem, The Old Astronomer to His Pupil. Though my soul may set in darkness, it will rise in perfect light. I have loved the stars too fondly to be fearful of the night. Is it fear? I don't think so. It's just so depressing to get up in the dark, to drive home in the dark, or, or is it fear? Theology professor, author, and preacher, Reverend Barbara Brown Taylor, writes about going out to col- at night to collect eggs from her hens. They're more peaceful then. The work is easier. She writes, I knew the hen house so well that I did not bother to take a light. I just went in, said hello to the hens, and started feeling around in their laying boxes for the day's yield. There was a little moonlight coming in through the window, which I admired while I felt around in the first box. I found three eggs, a perfect handful. After putting them in my apron, I stuck my hand in the second box and felt something cooler than hay. Maybe it was a piece of plastic that had gotten bailed by mistake. That had happened more than once, so I kept feeling around for eggs, only there were not any, and when I touched the cool thing again, it moved, uncoiling itself until I could see the head of the big black snake in silhouette sliding noiselessly through a hole in the chicken wire. Okay, maybe it's fear. Which is not to mention what we as a society do with metaphors for darkness, dark nights, dark thoughts, dark emotions. And we have done an excellent job making sure there's plenty of light in our lives. So much light that the Milky Way is now invisible to two-thirds of people living in the United States. 
Barbara Brown Taylor writes, if this doesn't bother you, that may be because you have never seen it stretched out above your head like a meadow of smallest stars. Lie down in it, even with your eyes, and you risk wondering things that will make you dizzy for days. Where does that path of stars lead? Where does the cosmos end? What lies beyond it? And who are we to wonder about such things? If you're ever in doubt about your place in the universe, this is a good way to remember. We've sacrificed the gifts of darkness for our love affair with light. Journalist and essayist Barbara Mahaney writes, we've blinded ourselves to the darkness. We're enchanted by enlightenment. How many of us wax eloquent about endarkenment? American philosopher Ken Wilber writes about religion as having two functions. The first function of religion is translation, translating what happens to us and offering us ways of making meaning of what unfolds in our lives. It's translation. The second function of religion is transformation. Not to comfort us, but to undo us a little or a lot. Transformation doesn't sell well because really, uh, who wants to be undone? But, he says, if we try to live on the spiritual equivalent of fast food, all comfort, no challenge, we will starve. Swiss psychoanalyst Carl Jung said, one does not become enlightened by imagining figures of light, but by making the darkness conscious. There is no filling a hole that was never designed to be filled, but only to be entered into. Doesn't the spiritual path always lead us back to this? And darkenment. If we're willing to sit in the dark and wait and listen, there is wisdom. But Barbara Brown Taylor writes, when they can't see where they're going, when the bottom drops out, when their prayers go unanswered, and when they're marooned in a kind of darkness that makes them afraid to move, so many people believe that if they can just keep their minds focused on the light of the world, then sooner or later, God will send them some bright angels to get them out of there. But she says, there's an equal and opposite truth that almost never comes up in church although it's well attested to in scripture. God dwells in deep darkness. God comes to people in dark clouds, dark dreams, and dark strangers in ways that sometimes scare them half to death, but almost always for their own good. God does some of God's best work in the dark. I say celebrate the darkness, adds Barbara Mahaney, landscape of discovery, of finding our way only by engaging, igniting, heightening our deeper senses, the senses of the heart and soul, the intellect and the imagination. When we cannot see, Barbara Brown Taylor continues, when we are not sure where we are going and all our old landmarks have vanished, then plenty of us can believe we are lost, 
when the exact opposite may be true. Based on the witness of those who have gone before, the dark cloud is where God takes people apart so they can be made new. It's good stuff, but it doesn't sound like very much fun, does it? The point is not to stay in the darkness. Like the earth, very soon we too can tilt back toward the sun. But when we have no choice, right now, for example, we would do well to be curious and courageous, enter in and go deep. What can we learn about our fear of it by staying with it for a moment before turning on the lights? What have we learned in the dark that we could never have learned in the light? Again, the point is not to stay there. And if we don't find ourselves tilting back, there are good doctors and good medicine to course correct the chemistry of our brains. But for now, we can choose to be in the dark. And instead of wishing it away, just be here. And that may be a very powerful choice indeed. We just might find ourselves in the dark. Beloved spiritual companions, maybe there are eggs in the hen house, and maybe there's a snake. Yes, fear and transformation, not to comfort us, but to undo us. And yes, the Milky Way, and maybe even God. May we be curious and courageous, enter in and go deep in darkenment. I am so grateful to be in the dark with you. Amen. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. We would love to hear from you via email at office at ASCBoston.org or through our Facebook page. If you would like to support the good work of Arlington Street Church, please consider a contribution by checking the mail or through our website, ASCBoston.org.